be a baller. Yeah. Welcome to Be A Baller Podcast, where we discuss how to build a lifelong legacy. I'm your host, Coach Tim Brown. Today, we'll be talking about building a lifelong legacy in community service with our special guest, Ohio State Senator Herschel Craig. Before we get started, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Good players win games. Great players break records. Legends change the game and share their fate. This is Ryde DeRazio, Executive Director of the Central Ohio Fellowship of Christian Athletes, inviting you to attend the 24th Annual Lunch with the Legends on Thursday, April 20th at Villa Milano. This year, we are excited to honor former OSU football legend, Executive Director of the Driven Foundation, Motivational and Corporate Speaker, Riverboard President, Roy Hall Jr., Join us in celebrating Roy's athletic success and his extraordinary passion to inspire people, athletes, and coaches to be followers of Jesus Christ. The Legends Luncheon helps raise support that fuels FCA to serve coaches and athletes of Central Ohio. Get your Lunch with the Legends tickets today at centralohiofca.org slash events. Wellstone Tax Advisors is proud to support the Central Ohio FCA. Let's get started. Today on the show, we're excited to have State Senator Craig. State Senator Craig is going to share how he has over four decades of excellence in community service and has allowed him to build a lifelong legacy and also allowed him to empower the next generation to serve the community. Senator Craig, welcome to Be A Baller podcast. Thank you so much, Tim. I'm honored to be with you. As you know, I have great respect for you uh, and your contributions uh, to our city, state, and and, and nation. Yes, I'm just excited about this. You know, I I was teasing you about that contagious smile. You know how you always... I've never seen you without that smile. I've never seen you without that smile and that positive attitude. Uh, What keeps you so upbeat? Well, you know, uh, Tim, it, 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 number one, it's it's clearly clearly my faith. I, I don't think anybody, you know, we all have days that have more challenges and struggles than others. But just to be able to get up every morning, I uh, I have my devotions, I, and just being thankful. Uh, you know, I'm close to 74 years old, so I'm just really thankful to God to uh, to have the opportunity for another day. And so clearly, that's that's a blessing. Can you uh, can you talk about growing up in uh, West Virginia, and then I guess you ended up in Columbus, Ohio. I know you're a proud East High School graduate. Let's let's talk about the influence. You always talk about your mother. Let's talk about the influence your mom had on your life. Listen, thank you very much. And I, as you know, Tim, I always share that. Yes. Uh, my mother was very poor. Uh, her father had had died in the coal mines before I was born. At one point, my mother, when she initially moved to Columbus. Uh, she had uh, my grandmother had me, my brother and sister and two cousins while my mother was here had come here to uh, to work. Her initial job was working as a living maid. Mm. Uh, the strongest woman I've ever known, a lifelong learner, went on to uh, uh, to work with children, teach children. Uh, and her last retired three times uh, as uh, working with seniors. But but in that house, in my mother's house, in West grandmother's house, uh, we had a pot belly stove and an outhouse. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk about that a lot. A lot of love, uh, but very hardworking people. 
I still get up early in the morning because, you know, they were coal miners and, oh, yeah. and married to coal miners. And so I thank God for those early experiences. And it really shaped me uh, for much of the work that I'm doing right now. You know, back in the day, you were, you were a proud graduate of Columbus East High School. And I know back then it was really a community. Can you talk about some of those teachers and adults who had a positive influence in your life? There were many of them. Uh, certainly Mrs. Walker, my homeroom teacher, I love her dearly. Mrs. Ward, the, she was my problems of democracy's teacher. In fact, I would not be here. She uh, she knew that I love words and, and love to write and insisted that I would. And when I graduated from high school, bought me a, a big Webster dictionary. Uh, very stern, but very fair and had high expectations. Jack Gibbs, the vice principal, there were so many uh, that I could talk about that nurtured me, that encouraged me uh, at, at Columbus East High School. You know, every day I would go to East High School, uh, uh, starting the 10th grade, I carried a briefcase to school every day. All right. All right. And for some days, I only had my lunch in it, but I was carrying a briefcase. So uh, I thank God for those early experiences. Nothing like Columbus East High School. And I am a proud graduate of yeah. Columbus East High School. Sound like growing up, you had a plan. You know, I always talk to young people about these things. You know, you can show up, you know, uh, you can have a positive attitude. You can give maximum effort. But the bottom line is you got to have a plan. You got like to have a plan and and, and have, uh, you know, listen to folks. That's the most yes. important thing. Yeah. I was while in high school, Mr. Rogers, who had served in the service and didn't have a lot of formal education, but I worked for him washing dishes at night mm. uh, because he owned several restaurants and gave me my first jobs. Mm. You know, Herman's Food Bar I was the first uh, one of the first restaurants downtown fast food restaurants. So I worked during high school every night after school. And I, when I wasn't wrestling, I was a wrestling team at Columbus East High School. So all those, all of those experiences made made a huge difference. It's mm, awesome. You know, people know you as Minister Reverend Herschel Craig at First Church of God in Columbus. How has your faith helped you to minister and serve people in the community? The simple truth is, Tim, that faith informs uh, my life. You know, I've not always been a minister. It has taken the gift of Almighty God. Certainly, my mother, who has always been in the church. Uh, but it has been those experiences and daily experiences uh, that helped me shape my work uh, in terms of being uh, 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 having integrity and character and, and, and keeping your word uh, and doing excellence. God is a God of excellence. Yes. And so uh, it is certainly in, it informed my work in the community and, and how I respect others. Everybody matters, whether you're the bank president or your grandmother trying to get help. And my staff, they know that. Anybody calling the office that needs help will get it. You know, your heart and concern for children and family goes way back uh, to uh, the Hilltop Civic Council Director, uh, uh, Department of Youth Services. You're involved in that. Can you talk about uh, about how you got involved in those organizations? Why, why, why is your heart so for children and families? You know, I watch, I watch my pastor. It, it, it was an initially a, a storefront church, the Reverend B.J. Washington. I watched him serve. I watched him drive the van to take after church to take the seniors to get them to, to get them a meal after church. Mm. Uh, my father, I had really much to no relationship with my father till I was well in my 40s. 
B.J. Washington mentored me. I could go talk with him at 13, 14 years old. My mother scraped up enough money for me to be in scouting. So I was in Boy Scouts. Uh, and all of those kinds of things helped to shape me and form me. Uh, and, 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 and so that work, I had uh, been employed by Buckeye Ranch and from when I came out of the military in 1972. Uh, continued to work on and finish my undergrad degree. I'd started college before, outsmarted everybody. Uh, got drafted in the military, but that military helped shape me as well. So all of those things and helped me to, when I was looking at places that I could make an impact, our Department of Youth Service and watching those young people come in there with many of them, the lack of education, uh, you know, coming in with, with aggravated rape, burglary, a murder, saying that I've got to do something. At that point, I ran for the school board in 1990, knowing how I'm a first-generation college uh, graduate and what education could do to help shape and, and move your life. So uh, those jobs were the kinds of work that I was looking at that I could feel that I could make a, a positive impact. You know, I'm uh, very familiar with City Year in Columbus, and I watch the great things that they do uh, in schools. And I know you're a big part of that. Uh, recruiting uh, students for that. Can you talk about uh, the uh, the impact the city year has in, in schools? I know they use recent college graduates to come in and work with students. Can you talk about the impact city year has in schools? Uh, look, city year has it has an enormous impact. And, and for these basic principles, the two founders uh, graduated from Harvard University. Mm-hmm. So the uniforms that you see, that's where it came from. I mean, they, okay. they own Timberland. And so, uh, but these young people, many of which graduate from Ivy League schools, uh, Ohio State University, other universities, as well as young people with a GED. Mm-hmm. So they shape the organization to both grow inside and out with leadership principles. What they're doing with young people, because uh, it's best, you know, I'm, look, I'm almost 74, close to 74. These young people can talk to other young people. Mm-hmm. and help provide educational opportunities. Uh, so uh, now they get a small stipend, but the real thing is, is their commitment to serve. And we all ought to have a commitment to serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. King has said, it. you don't have to know the feral uh, dynamics. You don't need the principles of, of, uh, of physics to serve, but everybody can serve because everybody can be great. You keep mentioning your age on here now. I keep catching that, you know. <laughs> I went, how do you find, a, uh, why is it so important to you to continue to mentor this next generation? Because I well, look at absolutely. your staff and all these people. Well, because I've had so many in my life, Tim, mm-hmm. that, have, that have deposited into my life. You know, here I am, most of the psychologists and the sociologists say, look, he's, he's, he's wrote from the wrong side of the tracks. It's not where you came from, it's where you're going. But the other thing I had was so many mentors and people that believed in me, encouraged me, stretched me, pushed me, challenged me to grow and develop. Uh, I, I mentioned the military. I was able to, I got one of the highest awards you could get in the military in my battalion. So leadership starts very early. Jim Brown, who was at, at Beatty Park Elementary School, made me captain of the, of the, uh, of the, of the traffic patrol. And and all of that stuff reinforces you and says to you, you nobody can define you but God. And, and I've been encouraged all my life. And I want young people to know that. I want to stretch them. 
I want to help encourage them because I know and I mentioned my age because, you know, at some point, you know, I've, I've you know, I've been elevated to the uh, uh, in the Senate uh, to the assistant leader. But there'll be a point that I will be leaving. And I want young people to know uh, that they can do all of these things and do more, quite more. So I think about your legacy and we'll get into that in a little bit. But I watched you on yesterday uh, as, you were, as you were doing your oath. You, you had your uh, great grandson with you. How special was that to you? It was very special, very special. I can't even explain to you. I, I, I weep up now because I want him to know that his papa tried, made lots of mistakes, lots of mistakes. Uh, but that uh, in this place, this 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 is the people's house. My mother is gone. Uh, she didn't live to see me other than Columbus City Council to be in the state legislature. But I wanted him to see and 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 to be able to visualize whatever his vision is uh, to understand uh, that God is great. And he has you know, I want him to succeed at every level. Uh, and all young people of of, uh, of 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 human endeavor to reach their highest height and not let other people define them. You know, as as we talk about your early days in city government, uh, why did you get involved, and who were some of your mentors along the way? Listen, had again had many mentors. Jerry Hammond, uh, who was president of, of Columbus City Council. Uh, I. Ray Miller, one of my best, you know, we've been friends. We, in fact, we started in the seventh grade at Franklin Junior High School. Uh, state senator, I had Dr. John Roseman. We did not have a private physician until I came out of the military. But Dr. John Roseman ran for, uh, ran for uh, mayor of the city of Columbus, hmm. was one of the, the first black councilman. Uh, Hugh Dorian, whom I love dearly. Served for 44 years as our city auditor. Uh, you know, Les Wright, who uh, uh, was just a brilliant woman, served on Columbus City Council. So many, so many, uh, when you talk about the government, uh, the Reverend Jesse Jackson, um, mm. Fannie Lou Hamer, Shirley Chisholm, who, who said, I'm unbought and unbossed, who was the first person, African-American, to run for president. So we have all of these, you know, Reverend Jesse Jackson, uh, all of these folks uh, uh, and many, many more Malcolm X that I observed and watched as a young person. Hey there, Clark Kellogg here. Building a legacy usually involves meeting the unique needs of others and being part of something bigger than yourself. That's why I love First Merchants Bank. First Merchants believes that helping communities prosper means more than just providing banking services. It means offering accessible financial education, expanded access to home ownership, and partnerships with local nonprofits to help raise up neighborhoods and lift families out of financial hardship. For resources and tools available to you, visit www.firstmerchants.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Can you recall or give me some life lessons that you learned from them that still stick with you today? Number one, keep your word. Mm. And there is no excuse for not having access. Mm. You know, I, I, you know, and, and, and not let anybody define you. Work hard. You know, it really will cost you something. You know, they see the office now. But mm. my staff, they were here, both Max and, and uh, 
Lucy, when we had uh, were voting on or uh, before we uh, uh, had the session to conclude uh, to uh, in our last session, I came in that morning at a quarter to seven. My staff was here early that morning. They left that next morning. I, I left my office at about six o'clock, six thirty in the morning. So none of this stuff happens uh, without hard work, uh, continuity, persistence. There's a lot of people I know, and they might not have been all the most brilliant people, but what they have, the thing that is captivating is their persistence. And so all of those things I would I would suggest, and 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 the people that I watch. You know, because uh, it, it's not it's not when, in the, you know, Dr. King says what happens, uh, you know, or uh, not just in, 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 in moments of, of convenience, but in moments of controversy and challenge. That's really defines the person. And we all have it. You know, your rise in community service has been on an upward trend, legislative aide, city council member, uh, state representative and now state senator uh, through the, through all these years, what has allowed you to continue to serve the community? Let me use this one word, opportunity. Mm. And then being willing to listen. Because, you know, those folks demanded from you. Uh, they required of you. Uh, I was in the 82nd Airborne. I was jumping out of planes at 19. Mm. So I decided if you can do that, then you can do a lot of other things. You know, I have a graduate and postgraduate work. My son has an MBA. My wife has an MBA. All of my grandchildren have, have started college. Uh, but from one generation, I watched my mother. Hmm. Right now, I'm serving areas that my mother did work in, uh, in, my, in my district. And so it's, it's you know, it's, it's all of those things. And it starts with, well, my faith. And, and the question is, what does God say about you? Not what other people say about you, but what does he says? You're a Mago day, born in my image, but you've got work to do. He asked Moses, what's that in your hand? So at the, at, at the end of the day, we have got to do something. Yes. Uh, and when you do it, do it with excellence. I know family is important to you. I'm kind of being nosy looking back there at the pictures behind you, you know, of your family. And there's one that jumped, just, just jumping out at me. It says the generation gap. And there's a picture there. Is that your mom in that picture? Well, in that picture, uh, all it, it is my grandfather. And mm -hmm. I don't think he went through the third grade. Yeah. But my yeah. grandfather owned property in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. My father's father. Mm. And he made sure every two weeks, because my mother and father weren't there. Mm. But I, but my grandfather insisted that I would come to his house every other week. Mm. And also in that picture is my father. So there's five generations. My, my father, then my oldest son, my oldest grandson, and then, then his son. So mm. there's five generations in that picture. Mm. Wow. That's powerful there. Uh, I'm sure that there's lessons. I'm sure there's some great lessons that have been passed on from generation to generation. From generation to generation and just watching and saying to them, that's why I wanted my great grandson. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm gone, he can say, well, I was with Papa, yeah. you know, and, and his grandfather, had, you know, uh, gets him. And so 
none of this stuff happens in a vacuum. You know, I've had certainly my my heavenly father, but I've had so many other men. You know, our bishop, Bishop Timothy Joe, I'm older than he is. But Bishop Clark drops seeds of wisdom when he's preaching to help transform lives and change, and mine included, majorly. And so uh, you've got to be able to want to listen, and then you've got to be able to act on that, on the on the wisdom that's been given you. Not perfect, but being able to uh to do, you know, continue to do your very best. Well, brother uh, Herschel, this, this podcast is about building a legacy uh, and being intentional in building legacy. Uh, what does that like when you hear that word legacy? What does that mean to you? Listen, uh, you know, there's some obviously some some uh, there's some definitions that we can find in the library, but it's broader than that. It really is life. It's life. My grandmother, whom I love with all my mother's mother, I know she didn't go beyond grade school, but I think about my grandmother every day because she made sure that we had a roof over our heads and, 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 and made us be accountable. So legacy uh, for all of us, and particularly African-American men and other men, is that what will we deposit in the earth? When we leave here, you know, the question was asked of this uh, this man who was very, very wealthy. And so they asked the preacher, well, what is he going to leave? He said, come back next week. But when they came back to the church, they said, well, what did he leave? And the preacher said everything because you can't take any of that with you. Mm -hmm. Not the material things. What we will leave for any of us will be what we have done. Uh, in the lives of our families and children, our broader community, what have we deposited in the earth? And it don't have to be it's always big things, but have you smiled at somebody? Have you said, how are you doing? And meant it. You know, have you helped somebody? Have you knocked on the door when they're sick? Uh, are we responding to each other in a way that we know we're all a human and we have failure? But can we forgive? And can we love people and truly love them? So that's legacy to me. That's powerful. That's powerful there. You know, as we think about, uh, the Bible says this life and death is in the power of the tongue. Uh, what word of, of life would you leave as encouragement or to give to young people who are interested in community service? I would strongly encourage, it is a noble profession. It is a noble profession. And yes, you've got outliers, you've got folks that have done things. Uh, that have not been respectful and respecting. But it is a noble profession. Uh, many of these folks I know, they really care. They come here to go to work to help somebody. And sometimes people on both sides of the people on both sides of the aisle. But the truth of the matter is you got to come here not for your own grand, self-aggrandizement. Because I know when I leave this office, there'll be somebody else in here before I can get in the grave. The reality of the matter is serve. And, and, and be willing to serve this position because you can help people uh, by, by you know, your leadership, by your vision. Uh, City Year, by two young men decided to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, Fannie Lou Hamer got tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired. 
uh, so many others that have made immeasurable contributions. The Reverend, I mentioned, started out mentioned the Reverend B.J. Washington, did not die with a big house. But every day at 1314, I could go to go with him. He literally put bricks in the church. And we would go sit. He would sit and talk to me. So I encourage young people to look at this profession. We need people with integrity and with character that believe in helping people. Um, from all kinds of, we have physicians that's in the legislature. We have attorneys in the legislature. We have social workers that's in the legislature. We have all kinds of backgrounds of people that have come to serve, to serve other people. When I think of Herschel Craig, uh, uh, there's a word that jumps out at me, and that is excellence. And you've talked about that on, uh, several times in, in this podcast. Could you speak to young people about why is, why is it so important to do things in an excellent way? Listen, I, I, I just would tell you to do that. And I would plead with you to do that. Because when you do excellence, no matter what anybody else can say, you've done your very best. And, 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 and it can be quantifiable. It can be measurable. And we ought to start your day thinking about, we, we, listen, we serve a God that is excellent. And when we start out thinking, I'm going to do excellence, you know, you deserve it. The person that's doing it, the person that, you, that you're working with deserves it. Uh, and that's how we continue to grow uh, our families, uh, to grow our, our neighborhoods uh, with an expectation. Uh, and we may not always fall to the breach, but if we would continue to, as our motto, as our life experience, uh, I watch if you're cleaning floors, and Dr. King has said, be the best sweet sweeper that anybody has ever seen, better than Mike Michael o, Michelangelo can paint. So just start out, and the generation we came from, again, said it's not where you came from, it's where you're going. And if you're going somewhere, you got to do that with excellence. Amen. Well, Brother Hurst, this has been a rich conversation. Uh, and last, as we begin to turn the corner and wrap up, can you talk about uh, what is the legacy they Senator Herschel Craig? Listen, uh, Tim, I thank you so much. Number one, for the opportunity to even be with you. I know many of the folks that you are going to be having on your broadcast. Uh, but, but to me, it's, it's how have I left, left the world better. My mother never lived to see some of this. But folk always talk about my mother, not just me, other folks that serve with her. And if I can do that, if I can serve with folks that, that have paid such a heavy price for me, the shoulders, shoulders that I'm standing on, uh, if I can leave the Senate better, if I can leave my family better and say, Papa tried and and uh, in all kinds of ways, you know, um, to to make the world better, to make number one, our family better, our church better, our community better, then that that's that's good enough for me. And I would have done what God has asked me to do. Yeah. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks to Ohio State Senator Herschel Craig for answering the call of service to the community in an excellent way. Thank you all for joining us during this enlightening and informing discussion on building a lifelong legacy in community service. Hope this episode was beneficial to you. As always, thanks for listening to Be A Baller Podcast. 
If you enjoy our show, please share this podcast with your family and friends. Be a Baller podcast is available on all major podcast stations. Be sure to come back next week as we continue to discuss on how to build a lifelong legacy. Until then, don't forget to be a baller. This podcast was created by Coach Tim Brown. It was edited by Teron Howell and produced and recorded by the video production class of Worthington Christian High School.